Football on Off The Ball With Sky Watch Premier League, Women's Super League Scottish Premiership and much more Live on Sky Sports Well Kenny had finished 2-1 to Liverpool this afternoon against Tottenham Hotspur A deserved victory as you mentioned at the end of our commentary uh, What was different about Liverpool today the kind of Liverpool performance that we didn't see in the last two defeats against Nottingham Forest and Leeds United? Yeah, well, I think first of all, Steve, you'd have to factor in the the manner the Spurs performance first half. It was as poor as I've, I've seen from any team this season, way off the pace, made it far too easy for Liverpool. That said, I thought Liverpool, the kind of system functioned very well. Then the conversation before the game was Liverpool maybe have to find a slightly new way forward in terms of personnel and even kind of systems. We saw a bit of that uh, today. Liverpool playing with kind of a 4-4-2 diamond in midfield. And Darwin Nunes and Mo Salah up front. At times, I'd argue maybe playing the split uh, strikers, maybe about 20, uh, 30 yards apart. And I thought it worked very well. Mo Salah looks so comfortable there. D- Darwin Nunes, we know, is a central striker. He's kind of reasonably happy there. But Mo Salah, we're so used to seeing him operating off the right-hand side of a front three for Liverpool. But he looks so at ease in that kind of central attacking role. Very comfortable receiving the ball into feet, linking things up. Doesn't have to do as much running, Stephen, off the ball as is uh, required of him in that kind of wide uh, wide position. And of course, the beauty of him playing as a central striker is invariably in Liverpool win possession and move up the pitch. He's getting the ball closer to the opposition goal in those central areas of the pitch and around the opposition penalty box. And when he gets the ball at his feet, 20, 25 yards from goal, and that, particularly on that left foot, and he doesn't get closed down, as we saw today, he's absolutely lethal. I suppose a big key factor in that as well, we might come back to Mo Salah, but just the defensive partnership there between Virgil van Dijk and Konate. I mentioned as well during the game that Konate, this is the first time this season he's had back-to-back games. We know he's a really top quality centre-half. Is it a case now, and look, it's not an ideal time because we have the break now for the World Cup, but when Liverpool come back after the World Cup break is to try and get those two players playing as often as possible together? Yeah, maybe so, but it wasn't too long ago, say maybe two weeks ago, people were having the conversation, all the partnership with Joe Gomez and Virgil van Dijk and referring back to the um, them two as a pair that maybe a year and a half got prior to those big injuries which they received as being the best in the Premiership and possibly uh, in Europe. And Gomez uh, started the season very well when he came into the team initially. There's been a couple of mistakes since. But I think you're right. I think towards the end of last season, I think most Liverpool supporters would have said if you had to ask them who's your preferred central defensive partnership, they probably would have leaned towards Canate to play alongside Van Dijk for the obvious reasons in terms of his athleticism, kind of pace, strong defender, uh, good in the air little bit different to Joel Matip's different attributes and probably hasn't made as many mistakes in that area to pitch as Joe Gomez so yeah I think you're right potentially going forward he keeps his fitness that's a partnership I think you'll see Klopp keep together as the season goes on because Liverpool need to find a run of results now it's no good finding a win kind of here or there Stephen you know they're playing catch up the teams above and particularly those Champions League places but this is a start today it was a very good first half performance came under under pressure second half Um Tottenham came at them and we Liverpool looked maybe a little bit fragile uh, defensively sort of qualities from an attacking point of view on that first half but probably from a defensive point of view probably not as solid in that central area of the pitch the presence of Thiago and Elliot we know how good they are in possession not so dominant our possession so again 
they're the things that Jurgen Klopp's kind of wrestling with kind of going forward in terms of trying to get the balance right in this Liverpool midfield but you're right the partnership of Van Dijk and Kanate uh, looks solid today and certainly Salah's position that central area uh, higher up the pitch I thought were the bonuses from the game today do you think would you be confident as a Liverpool, if you were a Liverpool supporter that that diamond would be the best way for them to progress for the rest of the season defensively does it make them a bit better do you think or do you think that as the season progresses teams might start to pick holes in that particular formation yeah I mean I played that diamond um uh, formation myself when I played it's very good when you're in possession you get a lot of players in that central area of the pitch with Liverpool did with Thiago coming central Harvey Elliott coming in there Fabinho and uh, Firmino off the front so plenty of little combinations you can get in possession and Liverpool have some very good technical players our possession when you give up possession it's a little bit different you're leaving yourself a little bit open on the sides and it puts a lot of pressure on the likes of Thiago and Harvey Elliott in those kind of uh, uh, slightly narrow midfield uh, positions and like I said I'd kind of I'd question those two a little bit in terms of their defensive uh, qualities so yeah that'll be an interesting one go, uh, going forward I don't think that's the ideal uh, fit in terms of Liverpool's midfield but I like the fact it gets Firmino in a position off the front two in that number 10 pocket where he's very good where he excelled wasn't at his best today you pointed out unusually for him but at least it gets Darwin Nunes and Mo Salah in a, in a partnership high up the pitch where they both want to be and we saw just little bits today little bit of combination play between uh, them two which was very encouraging but it was just a clinical finishing of Mo Salah and that central area of the pitch that you looked at today and saw wow well we might have a couple of deficiencies a little bit further down the pitch but if we can get him in those central areas more often uh, more often uh, than often excuse me and get good quality into his uh, into his feet uh, around the box Mo Salah more often now it's going to score more than he misses yeah, I'm just on that combination and because uh, I mentioned as well, it is a bit of a throwback having the little and large combo up front with the two strikers. And I suppose really over the course of the season, they haven't had a chance to play a good few games together. There's been no consistency there really. You know, for whatever reasons, Klopp maybe has left Nunez on the bench for some games. He obviously had that suspension earlier in the season. So in the second half, is that a partnership you think that could really produce a lot of goals for Liverpool? Well, my, gut, my gut feeling tells me it's going to be kind of short term because I think with this system when you play kind of narrow midfield and, and two up top when the likes of Jota and Diaz get themselves uh, fit it's very hard to get them into the into the team in this uh, formation if you're talking about Salah and Darwin Nunes down the mid where's Jota and Diaz going to come into the team? Uh, both of them and, and Roberto Firmino are probably going to compete for that one remaining position just off the front two so I think with those other two players come back for me you probably see Liverpool leaning back towards their orthodox 4-3-3 where they can get three uh, forwards across uh, the pitch uh, high up the pitch and go with more of an orthodox kind of three central midfielders in there still think potentially that's the uh, the way forward for Liverpool but I can understand it at the moment with the players they have uh, out injured it kind of makes sense to me pushing uh, Nunes and Salah together high, higher up the pitch and then just doing the best that you can with what's left over in that central midfield area it's not perfect it was better today for us half but again second half they came under the caution they gave up a little bit in that midfield area the pitch kind of second half so that's not an easy one for Jorgen, uh, Jorgen Klopp to marry up between now and the end of the season it will help of course getting players back uh, from injury every manager will say that but I still think he has a job on in terms of formation and personnel in terms of who best complements each other and get that balance right between defensive solidity and attack and threat which Liverpool have always had over the past kind of four five years under Klopp that's been their kind of that's been their strength being absolutely rock solid defensively and carrying a real threat and as, an, as an attacking force so I still think they're searching for that and will be for some time going forward 
I feel a little bit sorry for the Tottenham players because it seems that when games are going against them and we know they started slowly in matches all season their first half performances have been really poor in a lot of games but it seems that it doesn't take an awful lot for the supporters to either not get behind the team or for it to get a little bit toxic around the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium which does seem a bit strange because they're in fourth position in the Premier League table just a point behind third they're into the last 16 of the Champions League Antonio Conte's had a lot of um, injuries to deal with as well in this first part of the season so maybe they need to cut the manager a little bit of slack yeah I think you're right I think they are cutting the manager a little bit of slack but if that's symptomatic that first half performance we haven't seen every Spurs game this season but that first half performance is symptomatic of how they've been starting games certainly of late opens uh, part of the season and I think you can understand a little bit of kind of frustration and a little bit of worry among Spurs uh, support saying well yeah we are doing well on paper looks great for the reasons that you've said Stephen but they're looking at the team performance and thinking mm-hmm. we can't keep this going so sooner or later we're going to get uh, found out so I can understand that as well they need to do better I'll be, I'm a huge fan of content uh, don't get me wrong by and large but I felt as if he got it wrong today in terms of starting a uh, uh, lineup. you saw the way they finished today with Matt Doherty and Perisic in those wing back positions uh, far better uh, Perisic looked far more comfortable out there even Kuliszewski in that central area alongside Kane just don't feel as if he got a start at 11 tonight by the time that they did they got themselves going they a bit of momentum got a bit of sustained pressure on the Liverpool pen- penalty area it was a little bit uh, too little too late from a Tottenham perspective they have to fix that you can't just turn up for 45 minutes in the this uh, Premier League against quality opposition you've got to get found out and if they don't solve that problem quickly whether it's a mentality thing or even in terms of um, Conte how he kind of rotates uh, the team they need to find that uh, uh, fix pretty soon otherwise they're going to find themselves out of that top four they're not going to be able to maintain sustain the top four challenge we're kind of being as inconsistent as they are in terms of performances and just on the, the Matt Doherty Emerson Royale debate and obviously you think Doherty is the better man to have in there I'm just trying to think of Conte's reasoning because we have seen Doherty putting good performances when he has been called upon and he was praised for Conte a week after criticising him but has he seen Doherty maybe not just in Spurs games but for Ireland as well showing some defensive weaknesses and that he maybe thinks Emerson Royale is a better defender I don't know what's your do you think Emerson Royale is a better defender he might think that I certainly don't we, I, we, we all understand Matt's strengths are certainly in his, uh, his, his attack and play that's always been the case we saw that Wolves in terms of his you're talking about stats there in terms of goals assists Matt's record at Wolves was absolutely phenomenal we've seen a bit of that in the Spurs jersey as well yeah is he as strong from the defensive side to his game no but if you're telling me Emerson Royale is rock solid defensively I certainly wouldn't agree with that either I think he's very loose in that respect and actually going forward gives you very little uh, in terms of uh, product in the last tour of the pitch and this system Spurs are playing play a wing back system you have to get that with that bit of penetration down the sides from your wing backs you haven't got a winger uh, in front of you so you're very much dependent on those wing backs like he was at Inter Milan with Perisic to an extent play there Hakimi is right wing back they were absolutely crucial in terms of the success that he had at Inter Milan he's not going to get that from Emerson Royale so I'm really surprised it's taken him this long we spoke about how well Matt finished this season I know he was injured for the last couple of games but prior to that it looked as if he'd found his feet I actually thought defensively he was looking as solid as he has been uh, in terms of his general play and we all know the quality that he brings in terms of uh, as an attacking threat so me for me that's an obvious one I, I, I don't see that you're talking about kind of Dublin allegiance and we want to see all our, our own do well of course we do but I can park that to the side right. what I'm saying he has to play in in, the, in this team now because he gives them far more from an attacking point of view and I don't see any type of drop off in terms of his def- defensive qualities as well and I think Spurs benefited from that when he made the substitutions Perisic as well I mean Perisic can play every 
where he's he's a bit of a monster. He done okay in that central area. He looked a little bit of Soros with his back to play far more comfortable receiving the ball wide on the left and driving at Alexander Ireland, getting crosses and arriving late at the back post. So yeah, just those. Uh, those little tweaks, those substitutions, those alterations that content made just came a little bit too late for Tottenham. The one thing in football, Kenny, is that generally the team with the better players will get the results. And just looking at at those two teams today, you're looking at the Liverpool centre-backs and you're looking at Van Dijk and you're looking at Kanate and you're thinking, like, these guys are proper top-quality centre-halves. Then you look at the Tottenham team and you see Clement Longley, who was, you know, discarded by Barcelona. You've got Eric Dyer there, a man who's, I don't know, he just seems at best an average centre half. And Ben Davis, who, you know, he's played wing back, he's played centre half. I'm not sure really what his proper defensive position is. And you just think over the course of the season, not having that top quality centre back in there. Christian Romero, we know, yeah. is good but he just can't stay fit. Yeah, but I think this is where the improvement is going to come. I think if you ask Conte in a year from 18 months, does he see that back three, you know, are going to be his back three going forward? He's saying, no, look, they're out Romero today. I've said already, he's by far their best defender, most impressive defender in that back three. He wasn't available today. Dora had to be shifted out to play right side of a three. He's at his best when he's playing kind of centrally. He didn't look overly comfortable out there. Not the quickest thing over two legs. Got a bit exposed in that first half when we won against Darwin uh, Nunes. Lenglet, I think, is a de- decent skin. Ben Dave is kind of trustworthy probably more ideally more suited to playing left back in an orthodox left back position so I think he knows he can improve in that in that area of the pitch linked with a couple of players in the summer and that area of the pitch didn't happen so I think kind of short to medium term I think I'd be very surprised if you don't see Tottenham spend again in that area of the pitch so I'd agree which I think they're probably one short across that defensive line Romero is a big step up in terms of quality in terms of quality he has as a defender I think they need to find another one maybe to play the left side where Davis was playing today with Dora in the middle now that looks a lot stronger for me but that's the kind of progression I think Conte's talking about in terms of I need backing uh, I need more money I need to improve this squad I think you're seeing the reasons there in those areas of the pitch and kind of central uh, those central defensive areas maybe another one in central maybe a wing back now, I wouldn't necessarily say high up the pitch got some good options up there now with Ricarlison uh, Son Kane etc Mora Kulusevski is a, a wonderful player coming back uh, from injury so they're, they're, they're well served in the forward areas of the pitch but yeah it's not perfectly at the moment they are a work they are a work in progress but I think there's a window of opportunity for Spurs uh, this year as there is for the likes of Newcastle Arsenal etc even Manchester United Champions League you know Chelsea are having a wobble Liverpool are certainly having a wobble so there's a real opportunity there for a number of those teams traditionally would have expected maybe to make that jump uh, to Champions League football Newcastle in particular that I'm, ta- I'm talking about here Manchester United not too many people talking about Champions League football at United start to the season but I think there's an opportunity uh, for them as well the defeat against Aston Villa horsed them in that respect uh, today but yeah like I said for a number of the teams there there's still a long way to go and there's a yeah, real ambition to go and grab one of those Champions League places So just ask you finally Kenny because Arsenal Got the win away to Arsenal again, or sorry, away to Chelsea. Again, another match where everybody's thinking going into this, okay, this is a real tester for Arsenal's title credentials. And they've come through it. They won one nil and they were very, very good. Yeah. Do you think they are serious title challengers now? Oh, they are. Yeah, oh yeah, I yeah. think they are. I think they are, no doubt about it. And that was another big challenge today. I dragged myself out and we scratched this morning and made sure I get in to watch that game uh, at 12 o'clock because you're right, that was a test for them. Look, it's not a Chelsea team that's absolutely foreign. Mm. You could argue they're a little bit of transition themselves 
Potter searching, searching a little bit in terms of formation and personal. Maybe it's a little bit like Klopp to a certain extent, but still, still a test uh, for that Arsenal team to go there t- uh, today. Weren't that their best Ar- Arsenal in some respects in terms of, of uh, free-flowing football? But in the areas of the game where they needed to be rock solid today, they were. And I'm talking about a kind of defensive mentality uh, and the defensive uh, just qualities really collectively as a team. And they showed that today at various stages during the game, particularly kind of maybe last 10, 15 minutes where you felt as if, right, we have to hold on, we have to sit in now and we have to keep this kind of clean sheet. Arsenal teams of the past, we know that would have, you know, wouldn't have given up, but they had that kind of soft centre, would have given up a goal. But you saw today, William Saliba in particular, central defence, absolutely outstanding. Partey, that kind of shield in front, immense as well. But collectively, mentally from the whole team, it was great to see. And that, Arsenal have been searching that for such a long time in terms of that defensive structure and the kind of almost defensive kind of mindset. And, you, and we've seen it. We've seen it this season. That's why they're in the position that they are top, uh, top of the league. And I, I think they can maintain it. I think their squad isn't as strong, isn't as deep as Manchester City. So maybe that's the, that's the argument you could make. One or two key injuries. We know Partey's liable to pick up an injury here and there. He has done. You lost him for a significant chunk of the season. You, you'd worry. You lost Saliba at centre-half. It'd be a big worry. But certainly if they have a little bit of luck in terms of injury, in terms of keeping the spine of that team uh, fit, you know, I think so. I think they can last the distance. Great stuff, Kenny. Thank you. Football on Off The Ball With Sky Watch Premier League, Women's Super League Scottish Premiership and much more Live on Sky Sports